How is it that Democrats can say racist things and not get in trouble? Republicans get eviscerated. <laughs> uh, Trump's Truth Social has some audio and a video, and I'll, I'll play that for you. Uh, but first, this conversation about wokeness. And uh, this is from a high school debate. And it's what white kids are listening to in school all the time. It's what they're, they're promoting in, in government schools. And this girl is off on a, uh, she's on a tirade. And Brian wanted me to translate it, but I can't. Oh, come on. Well, I, I don't. I tried, Brian. I did. I honestly, I gave How it the good. How many times did you listen to it? Two, three times. Well, that's not enough. See, I, I'm up to eight and I still don't get it. Maybe listeners will understand what she's saying. Okay. So I'll play that for them. They have a white debater on their team, which inherently means they have more whiteness than us. We obviously know that JJ is not white. It's pretty obvious. Go down onto our pick. We give you three words why we subsume all of their protests and affirm their protests. In a pick, what it means is you are furthering their cause just minus the whiteness. As Rebecca is a vehicle for this movement, we say whiteness means really bad for representation in queer people, and it's a bad form of furthering this protest. The best way to further the protest is to vote for our pick and to affirm it, but minus the whiteness. They say that we're taking over... JJ's labor, but first, this is a new response. If they read this response, oh, all right, all right, my head. <laughs> Still, that hurts. That Something hurts. about whiteness. He doesn't like white people. I'm assuming. Uh, well, uh, yeah, and and apparently something about the gay community too. I, I would, I would be better able uh, to understand <laughs> if she just had a point to make and slowly said it. But instead, what we get is. Before we probably were read a cap pay about how you can't like use labor across identity lines. That's a really bad thing to do. Second, how picks work is you affirm their protest. We're not. I have. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine trying to understand what the hell she and nobody's interrupting her because you no. can't, you can't get a word in sledge wise. I mean, she's just on a roll here. She's on a tear. Uh, if anybody understood it, feel free. We'd, we'd love to hear. I think what she was saying, though, if I could, and I'm just going to take a wild stab at this, Brian. I think what she's saying is I'm a flipping moron and I don't know what the hell's going on in the world, but I'm going to talk anyway. I think or that's pretend to uh, act like I know what I'm talking about. Something along those lines. Yeah, man, she was rolling. But, I mean, it was uh, a rant against white people. I, 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 I managed to get that out of it. But for some reason, uh, Republicans can't say anything even close to that. But Democrats, well, they can say anti-white things all day long. Uh, this is uh, Letitia James. And her quote, if you don't get it, is too male, too pale, and too stale. And the too pale is an affront, I think, to anybody that's not African-American uh, or Hispanic. Uh, you've got to have a darker complexion, otherwise you're too pale. That's clearly a racist comment, isn't it? It, it, it seems to me it is. Here's her her. her racist commentary that nobody's going to get upset about. And so we've got to stand up to the federal government. We've got to stand up to bullies. We've got to stand up to an, an administration which is too male, too pale, and too stale. 
Hey, they got a new chant, huh? Hey, hey, ho, ho. Uh, too male, too pale, too stale, gotta go. Uh, that's the only way, uh, that's, uh, that's I wouldn't be surprised good. that, yeah, comes up next. But obviously the implication here is racist. It's too male, too pale. It's sexist as well. How come they can get away with it, but Republicans can't? Why isn't, uh, you know, why aren't the media in New York and around the country saying Letitia James is a sexist and racist. And here's the audio. Because she's a Democrat. And Democrats get away with that kind of thing. The media never go after them. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a, some kind of immunity uh, thing that you have. You have a D in front of your name and you're immune. You you can't be attacked for anything. You can't be... You, have, you can't even, even get, get charged with crime. I was going to say, you can't even get arrested. You can't even get arrested. If you're a Republican, you can get arrested. If you're a Republican, the government can show up at your door at 6 o'clock in the morning to arrest you and somehow the news media will be fully aware of it and outside with lights and cameras and, uh, you know, news trucks and satellites. Democrats? Nothing. <laughs> Just absolutely nothing. It's impressive. I'm going to switch parties, Brian, just in case I get in trouble. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Maybe you know? that's what their goal is, to get us all to vote the same way. Well, I don't have to vote there. I'll just declare myself a Democrat, and then uh, if I ever get arrested, I'll just play that card. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm a, a Democrat. Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? And on top of that, I'm, you know, I'm part Middle East and part Native American. You know, forget the Irish thing. Just uh, just remember <laughs> those two. Uh, and, and I should be off the hook. I could pretty much commit any crime I want then. Nobody is going to arrest me. There is a, a piece of audio that uh, Citizen Free Press, uh, Press put up. It's uh, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, on uh, CNN. And they're, apparently Donald Trump referred to those uh, uh, protesters who ended up being incarcerated after January 6th uh, in, in a way that, iris, that, that uh, the, the left thought was irresponsible. He, he referred to them as hostages. And apparently this this didn't uh, this didn't go well with CNN. They they didn't like this at all. Uh, so Ramaswamy responded uh, to this uh, and it was I thought a, a pretty good response. But you know what I'm going to do Mr. Hansen? I'm going to wait because uh, we're up against a commercial okay. break. Uh, and we'll actually go out on time, and then we'll come back and play this. Ramaswamy is, uh, I got to tell you, he's hes not a bad candidate. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. Little Rashida Tlaib audio threatening the president of the United States, her own political party. I wonder what this, uh, what the implication is for this when uh, when election time rolls around. We'll get into that in just a minute, but let me, uh, let me, as promised, this is uh, CNN, and apparently they didn't like 
the fact that Donald Trump referred to those uh, January 6th people who are uh, in prison the way he did. Uh, they think it's, it's, it's just wrong. It, it, they're, they're upset about this. And uh, Ramaswamy just hands it back to them about what a lousy job CNN does and others. It's a great piece. I thought I'd play this for you, and then I'll get into the uh, Rashida Tlaib. We have a dual standard of justice in this country. One standard applied. But to Trump Antifa is using the word hostages. Do you think that they're hostages? For the prior two years. Isn't that irresponsible to call them well, hostages my view is, with what's going on in Israel right now? I mean, Jim, let me, let me just be really clear about what's irresponsible as it relates to coverage of Donald Trump. And I think that your network and others like you owe some accountability here from the Rush Trump Russia collusion hoax that never was to the Hunter Biden laptop story that was actually real before people before the election were told that it was false. So I think that the real accountability here belongs to the media. Have a dual stand. Wow. He just nailed it. And he was absolutely right. Um, but, you know, what do we care? It's uh, CNN. Oh, there was Russian collusion. They just <laughs> haven't found it yet. That's all. No, that's not true. That's not true. We got a congressman in California. Oh, who Adam Schiff. He has seen it. He's got the proof. Okay, all right. It's in his pocket. He's so gonna any win day the, now, right? Uh, yeah, he's going to show us. Uh, Perfect. And and boy, should I hold my breath? Well, that depends. Do you, do you, is your insurance uh, paid up? Uh, yes. Uh huh. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. All right. Uh, switching gears to the Middle East because uh, this uh, this anti-Israel uh, thing is is really getting out of hand. Uh, we've got protesters at, uh, at in Oakland, California, trying to stop a, a military vessel uh, that they heard was uh, headed to Israel. The ship was about to leave, and dozens ran toward it and grabbed onto its ropes. If I were the captain of that ship, frankly, I would have gone ahead and take off. <laughs> I was okay. You can hang on as long as you can, but if you go too far out, you're probably not going to make it back. But I'll get to that in a minute. Rashida Tlaib is literally threatening her own president, her own political party. This woman is such an idiot. It, it, it defies, uh, it, it, it's, it's hard to understand how she got elected. It has to be just because she's of Middle East descent. And Michigan has a lot of uh, Middle Easterners. But here, here she is threatening the president. Mr. President, the American people are not with you on this one. Innocent civilians are going to be hurt going forward. I wish I could tell you something different. I wish that that wasn't going to happen, uh, but it is, it is going to happen. I want to thank President Biden for his unequivocal support. We will remember in 2024. They're yelling from the river to the sea. In other words, they want to completely take Israel off the map. And Rashida Tlaib, a Democrat, is threatening her own party uh, and, her, and her own president, saying, uh, we will remember this in 2024. So the implications are, are fascinating. Because, you know, one wonders then who they're going to vote for. What an empty, is it an empty threat? I, I think so. What, the, what she's saying is, you know, we're so upset about this that we're not going to get behind you. 
So does that mean that this chunk of the Democrat Party in Michigan in particular, because that's where she's at, that they're going to not vote for Joe Biden? Because that would definitely swing Michigan into Trump's camp. Does that mean they're going to vote for Trump? Just not going to vote at all? Are they going to vote third party? What the hell is she talking about? But she's, she's threatening the guy. She's threatening that it's going to, you know, it's going to cost him the election. And that she's going to be, you know, part of this. It's um, it's really remarkable. The Democrats are kind of imploding around this. There are so many Democrats who want to see Israel wiped out, and it, it, it you know it may not be the entire majority of the party, but it's a significant enough portion of the party that they're having a civil war. You uh, you want to talk about uh, what Matt Gates did in the House of Representatives? And all the Republicans are, they're having a civil war. Democrats are having one and it's bigger. Now, you know, I don't know that the media are going to promote it if they're going to talk about it as much. But this is pretty significant. The number of them that absolutely hate Israel. <clears throat> and they believe somehow that Israel is the great oppressor. And I'm not saying Israel's perfect. They are far from it. They have uh, done some things that I, I think were wrong, uh, in some cases treated Palestinians badly. But it's not at this level, and it certainly has, uh, you know, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't make them the bad guys here. They're not the ones going in to kill innocent people on a sneak attack. They want to kill Hamas. They want to, they want to go after these people who went after their citizens. And these, and these, they're sneaky. Hamas want their citizens to die. They want them to be killed when Israel retaliates. So they can paint Israel as the great evil. Look at this. They're killing innocents. They're, they're bombing our hospitals. They're, they're killing our children, and, and, and they're horrible people. When in reality, Hamas is, you know, storing weapons and uh, their military uh, personnel right where the innocent citizens are, including under the hospitals. But that's the whole point of it. And it's not like Hamas felt oppressed by Israel, and they decided that they were going to go after the U.S., the uh, Israeli military. No, they went after women and children, innocent people living at home. That was their, their, uh, their attack. That's not, a, you know, it, it, it's, it just shows you who they, who they really are. And Rashida Tlaib is is threatening threatening the president because he's not in her corner. Uh, you understand that I actually don't think we should be sending them arms and ammunition. If they're paying for it, then it's fine. You know, go ahead and sell what you will. 
But Israel was not the attacker here. And it is the Palestinians. At some point, if if the Palestinians are really uh, upset about Hamas and its leadership, they need to join with Israel in expelling Hamas. They need to stand, they need to do to Hamas what we did to the British. They need to stand up and fight. They need to to make it clear. I'm not convinced, and some people are, that there are millions and millions of Palestinians uh, who are just innocent dupes, who, who aren't aware that, you know, or they're afraid of, or they, they have no recourse but to uh, kowtow to Hamas. Because they would find a way. If they truly disagreed, if they truly thought this leadership was getting them killed, if they truly thought they were the bad guy, they would wage a war against Hamas. They would overthrow them. But they're not doing that. They want to get the hell out of the country because they know what's coming. And I'm sure there are some innocent people, but no, I, I think it's pretty clear that, they're so, that they support Hamas. And uh, Hamas is not worried that, that uh, you know, the Israelis are occupying that little tiny strip of land. They're not. It is clear what they want. And what they want is to destroy Israel. That's their whole reason to exist. They're... These arguments are ridiculous that are being made. 874-9390, toll-free numbers 800-529-5572. We can, you know, sell them arms and ammunition, but that should be as far as we go. And these Palestinians who allege that, you know, they're being held hostage by Hamas... Why don't they go to Israel and fight with the uh, IDF? Why, why aren't they fighting with, with Israel to expel these people? Because they're not really opposed to Hamas. Less than a minute. Robert on uh, Israel. You're on topic. You're up first. Hello. Yes, you touched on my point quite well. Um, just as in World War II, we did not like the... Nazis, but the German people were just as responsible as the Nazis for letting it happen. Yeah, yeah, you they should. They should. How been. long has how long has Hamas been in in power? These people either have the ability to overthrow them or the ability to leave the country. Yeah, they should have. Done, they should have been going to Israel and saying, "Hey, let us fight with you. We want to get rid of them too." All right, Robert, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, it's 1135. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, John sent me a message. He went to GaryNolan.com. You can do that as well. Send a message. It'll pop up in studio. Uh, when I was talking about the polling data from the New York Times, I said that I, I, I saw the... Uh, all the the details of the poll and that uh, 
Biden has lost a significant support in the minority community, uh, and he wants to know uh, what what numbers. What am I talking about? Um, apparently, among non-white voters, uh, Joe Biden has fallen thirty three percent from twenty twenty. That's more, that's a third of his support among minority voters uh, that aren't going to vote for him. Trump. Uh, apparently uh, polled a collective 22% support among black voters. Uh, and they're, you know, they usually vote for the Democrats. Uh, that is a level, they said in the New York Times, that is unseen in presidential politics for a Republican in modern times. So the percent of minorities that are going to support Joe Biden plummets. You know, you start putting everything together. Uh, and and it makes a really tough row for uh, for Biden because you've got these radical Democrats who are so in favor of the the Palestinians and threatening not to vote for him or maybe to vote third party. I don't know. Uh, you've got all these other minority voters that are abandoning him. Uh, plus, uh, he's got a problem with housewives, suburban housewives. The economy, Bidenomics, is not working. And it's, it's uh, you know, this inflation is causing a lot of tumult. I went to a fast food place. I'll, t- I'll tell you where I went. I, I, I went to Arby's and got a... Uh, um, what is that uh, cheddar cheese, roast beef, and, and cheese thing? I know what you're talking about. I don't know yeah, the name with, of it. With French fries, the curly fries, and two Diet Cokes. And I will tell you that we didn't get the regular uh, cheddar cheese one. We got the big one, the bigger sandwich. Cost me almost 30 bucks. Holy Toledo. It, and it, it, it's, it's not letting up. This level of inflation is painful. So housewives who are, you know, traditionally control the money are having a very difficult time making ends meet. And that's why we've got so many people running up their credit cards. Trillion dollars plus. It's a record. And we're starting to see these defaults. So he's losing suburban wives, he's losing or suburban women, he's losing minorities. We're going to get some idea of what, what direction the country is going after tomorrow. Because uh, there are several elections, uh, including Virginia, that everybody is looking at as a barometer. And the Democrats are, are using... The same thing they used two years ago, abortion. That's their big issue. That's their big issue here in Missouri. That's what they're using nationwide. They're hoping they can gin up enough fear that that uh, Democrat women look the other way about their economy and vote Democrat because they're fear that they won't be able to get an abortion on demand. And, and I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Uh, there's also a, a gubernatorial uh, race uh, in Kentucky. And everybody is looking at this to see if it is 
you know, if it's indicative of, of what's to come in the national election uh, a year from then. I think that it's going to go well for the Republicans. I don't think the abortion issue is going to trump, pardon the expression, the fear that you can't feed your family or that you're going bankrupt or that you, you're going to lose your house and your car because of this rampant inflation. And my concern about the recession, more and more I'm convinced we're headed in that direction. You look at those employment numbers, they're slowing down. And you find the revisions for preceding month, the preceding month uh, was uh, um, revised down. That means that employment is getting a little bit more challenging. And if that, you know, if that continues, and the feds are trying to hold off, they're, they're trying not to have to raise the interest rates again. Because they're looking for that soft landing. But they're not getting it. They're, they're, it, it it's going gonna, it's gonna to swing around and uh, suddenly the brakes are going to be on the economy. And Biden's not helping them. They can raise the interest rates, but if Biden keeps spending money he doesn't have, they're not going to be able to stop it. The only thing they're going to be able to stop is the economy. I mean, we've got such a mess. Everything is upside down. The automobile industry is suffering. They're losing literally billions of dollars because of Biden's battery-powered car push. I just read that in Kentucky, Ford Motor is going to lay off a whole bunch of people. Um, and of course, he, Trump, uh, Biden supporting the unions and the unions blackmailed uh, the automobile industry. And so they're getting these huge pay raises and all this nonsense, all leading us to a recession. And real estate, because people don't want to sell their homes and pay the high interest rates, the, the value of real estate is, is going up. There's not enough in the market for people to buy when supply is limited, demand is steady, prices go up. Everything is pointing in the wrong direction economically. And I think those roosters are, are home uh, before that November election. Not this one, but uh, next year. And then, and then there's uh, there's going to be hell to pay. The question then is, will the Democrats or will the Republicans, if they're in charge, do anything to fix things? Will they actually go after uh, what's killing us in, in terms of the national debt? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think they're talking a good game. I don't think they're going to do anything. Eight seven four ninety three ninety eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Uh, that explains the polling data. Uh, so, John, uh, should, you should understand exactly uh, what that means for the uh, for the Democrats. Uh, Patricia sent me a, a commentary on the uh, prosecutor in New York State who said, too male, too pale, too stale. Too male, sexism. Too pale, racism. Too stale, ageism. Yeah. 
But if you're a Democrat, you can get away with it. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to go after you for that. You're a Democrat. You're immune to everything. Even You can even violate the law. And they won't come after you. Yeah, Ford is, in fact, uh, according to the uh, Detroit Free Press, they're going to lay off something like 1,600 people in Kentucky following that strike. That strike is going to hurt those Ford workers in the long run. They think they've accomplished something. And I think what's going to happen is it's a short-term gain and a long-term loss. And it'll even be worse uh, when the battery-powered cars uh, start proliferating, if, if they do. And, and I'm not even sure that'll happen. I'm up against the clock. I have to take a quick break. I will be back to wrap it up. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's about 10 minutes to noon on the Gary Nolan Show. Glenn Beck is coming up. He's right behind us. Then uh, we got uh, Sean Hannity and uh, Randy Tobler uh, rounding out your ride home. And I don't see how you can go wrong with that. That is just the perfect combination. Uh, and then wake up mid-Missouri tomorrow morning. In the meantime, um, let me uh, just uh, do this very quickly. Stacey Abrams believes that Kamala Harris is apparently doing a good job. The problem is uh, that she's a woman of color. That's that's the only thing, uh, according to her, she was on MSNBC uh, the, over the weekend. Uh, she was on with Jen Suckey, uh Sunday morning. Harris wouldn't face the same criticism if she were a white male politician. So what has Harris successfully done as vice president? What has she successfully done? Has nothing to do with race, has nothing to do with her sex. I just want to know what she has done successfully. Brian, am I not mistaken? Was she not supposed to go down to South America and try and stem the tide of people streaming across the border? Yes, she was the uh, immigration czar, I believe. How, how has that worked out for us? Uh, not so well. Down to a trickle, no? no? She uh, is quite the articulate speaker, though, you would have to admit. It oh, is I, time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. I mean, you can't, can't say that. You can't. I mean, that's... Oh, no, no. I get chills every time I hear that. Republicans could never come up with a line no. like that. Uh -uh. Genius. Can anybody think of anything she's done successfully as vice president? I, I can't think of anything. I, I don't know. At first, I don't even know why they went to Stacey Abrams. What has she ever been successful at? Uh, winning the governor's race? No, no, she lost. No, she won. No, she well, in her mind, she won. Yeah. But it was voter fraud. <laughs> but when Trump said that, it was no longer voter fraud. It was right, yeah. He, he, Little, literally, uh, uh, it blew it and lost the uh, yeah. The Trump's vote. an election denier. She's just uh, observing. Perfect. Yeah, perspicacious. Right. Yes. You have to learn how it works. Is that 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 whole dr thing? It is. Yes. Congratulations. You, <laughs> you're learning quickly. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Apparently, that's uh, that's the whole dr thing. It is. It has nothing to do with her sex. Or her race. She just hasn't done anything. 
in fact, if 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 she's if she's done anything at all it, it, that would be uh, you know a boon to the country, she further uh, points you know through her actions points to the inadequacy of Democrats, which I'm sure helps Republicans, which makes it you know marginally better in the country. It's. Um, it's ridiculous they even go to her. She's just a whiner that has never won anything. But if that's okay. Kamala Harris, it, she's a real winner. It, it's just a shame she's a, a black female because that's that's what got in her way. That's what that's what the problem was. Eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. We were talking earlier in the program. About these people who are suddenly cropping up an anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic, uh, and including uh, Rashida Tlaib uh, and and Corey uh, uh, Bush uh, and uh, several other Democrats. In this uh, this story, I just thought was kind of amusing. It's at uh, it's at Outkick. Uh, apparently, there is a woman who saw this building. And thought it was, a, you know, a pro-Jewish group. Thought it was a Jewish school. This gives you an idea. This is in Indianapolis, Indiana. This is like in the heartland. You, you don't expect this in the heartland. She thought that it was a, a Jewish school, so she pointed her car at the school and hit the building on purpose. Uh, not only was the building not a Jewish school... It was home of the Israelite School of Universal and Practical Knowledge, which has been labeled as anti-Semitic and a hate group. There, there are actually, you know, idiots like her, but she didn't, because she's an idiot, realize this, thought it was a, a Jewish school and drove her car into the building. What is the matter with people? I find myself asking that question a lot. What is the matter with people? How did we get to this point? Uh, let's see, Mike, Gary, I think you are correct that the Democrats will McCaskill us all, blaming all the democratically caused issues on Biden and then dumping him before the election as they can run a clean candidate. It's also pretty obvious Biden is failing mentally. I think the strategy the Republicans should employ is to point out Biden is inept and probably doesn't make his own decisions. Secondly, they should push blame on Biden. I think the strategy the Republicans should employ is to point to Biden as inept. Uh, and, and it's the handlers in his cabinet. I think... Uh, they should link current cabinet members to past administrations. That would be the Obamunist. Uh, I've also recently been toying with the quote, uh, don't do a communist a favor by calling them a liberal. I think you're wrong on this one, Mike. Uh, it, not essentially wrong, but you are wrong. I think, as I said earlier, that what the, the Republicans need to do is challenge him suggest he's afraid to run again. He's going to back out because he's afraid of Donald Trump. Biden's a coward. 
then you know then it's almost inevitable then biden has to run he won't drop out and then the the uh, the democrats will lose don't don't point out that he, you know that he's uh, failing mentally let him think this is the best they have to offer and challenge him to stay in the race Pointing out that if he drops out of the race, it's proof that he was, you know, a lousy president to begin with and that the country is a mess. Be hard for the Democrats to walk away from that. Democrats have been supporting Joe Biden for three years. Oh, he's great. He's terrific. He's on the right track. He's accomplished a lot. Now suddenly you want to dump him because he's a loser. How do you how do you uh, rationalize that? How do you rationalize supporting the guy and then suddenly dropping him? That's an admission that you were wrong, that he was wrong, that he did a terrible job. And why should we put you in office? And even the governor of California who says he's not running, if he runs, you know, he'd have to admit Joe Biden did a lousy job. Kind of puts him between a rock and a hard place. And that's a good thing. Foreign countries are buying up real estate across the country, farmland everywhere, oftentimes close to uh, the uh, uh, you know U.S. military installations, including here in Missouri. Senator Bill Eigel, I'm curious to see what he thinks about that and what he thinks is the solution to that. Uh, the senator will be on with us tomorrow morning, and I will ask him that uh, and that's of interest to you especially if you've got a farm or you know somebody who does you know to whom do they sell do they have the right to sell it to whomever they choose uh, for national security purposes do we get the right to tell you you can't sell it to someone because they're from China that's tomorrow on the Gary Nolan show whatever it is in life that you want go out and get it don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.